everyone. I'm Angie Day, DBSA's Chapter and Volunteer Services Director. In our Young Adult Podcast today, we'll be talking about the difficult decisions around having a baby when you live with a mood disorder. For this topic, we're very happy to be able to be joined by DBSA's own Ingrid Dietz. Ingrid oversees our educational programs and chapters here at DBSA, lives with depression, and has twin three-year-old daughters. Thank you so much for joining us today, Ingrid. Thanks, Angie. Thanks for having me. This is definitely a topic that I'm very passionate about. Excellent. So this topic is very near and dear to my heart. While my husband and I have not yet decided as to whether or not we will have a child, um, we are working closely with my clinicians to ensure that I'm taking the right steps to make sure that that option is as safe as possible should we choose to go that route. As part of making that decision, many questions and concerns have come up for me. And one of the things that my husband and I have spent a lot of time talking about is the concern of passing on um, my mood disorder to a child. Did that decision make it harder for you? Definitely. I think that's probably one of the big questions that everyone kind of starts with. Um, you know, when, you, when you've when you gone through something very difficult, um, you know, for some people even very traumatic, it's it's really hard to think about maybe passing that along to someone else, especially, you know, someone that you would love as much as your child. Um, so it was definitely something that I really had to think through, um, had to talk through with my husband, and just really kind of get my head around um, what it really meant to have a mood disorder and what the chances were that my child might develop a mood disorder. And I think eventually I kind of came to the realization that having experienced depression makes me more more hyper aware of emotions and kind of being in tune to how you're feeling and taking action quickly to help put yourself on a better track. Um, so I kind of came to the conclusion that as a parent, I'm probably better equipped to handle emotional situations than people who haven't ever experienced depression. Um, I'm certainly more clued into, you know, symptoms to watch for and things to, to be careful of. And I've learned a lot of coping skills over the years. And I, I like to think, obviously my kids are still pretty young, but I like to think that all that, you know, knowledge and skills that I've built over time are something that I can pass along to my kids to help them um, whether or not they have depression, something, you know, that they can use to make their lives as, as positive as possible. And I think, you know, after that, when I finally started to feel okay with, with that part, um, then I kind of started thinking about, well, how's my body going to respond to being pregnant? Like, is that going to end up triggering an episode? And, you know, the idea of doing something purposefully <laughs> that might put myself back in a place that I that I never wanted to be again is just really scary. Yes, absolutely. That is something that has also been part of my conversations with my doctors and my husband because um, it's a real concern. And I know that postpartum depression in particular um, can be more frequent than what um, someone would, you know, initially imagine. Yeah, and that was definitely definitely a fear of mine as well. And, I, you know, even before postpartum depression, I was really concerned about about getting pregnant and the pregnancy itself, um, we actually experienced a lot of trouble getting pregnant even after we had, you know, made the tough decision to to try to get pregnant. 
Um, and I ended up having to do IVF, which involves a lot of medications and stress and you know, strange things that your body is not necessarily, um, you know, trying to do on its own. So that definitely added um, a lot of stress to me, you know, to think about, like, you know, I'm pumping my body with these different hormones and, you know, different things, and how is that going to impact me? Um, I feel like I was very fortunate that we did end up getting pregnant on the, our first round of IVF, so I didn't have the the extraordinary, you know, disappointment of it not working and having to go through it time and time again. Um, so I actually managed through that pretty well. Um, but pregnancy is it's tough on your body, and you have a lot of different hormones and, you know, things going on. Um, so I really had to kind of kind of keep myself in check and, you know, make sure that I was doing all the things that I needed to do to stay healthy, um, you know, things like making sure I was getting some exercise in, um, and mostly just being nice to myself. I think becoming pregnant, you know, I, I definitely had a tendency to be a little down on myself, like, well, I can't do this anymore, or I'm not, um, I'm not keeping up the way some other pregnant people are, and, you know, all those kinds of things. So I, I really had to kind of tone it down and be like, you know what, this is me, I'm different than everybody else, this is how my body is responding, and I need to be true to that and really take care of myself um, to prevent, you know, getting into um, getting into a deeper depression or experiencing other bad side effects. Um, I will say, with with a twin pregnancy, towards the end, it was it was very painful and it was um, you know very nerve wracking to think that you're going to have you know two newborns soon. Um, and it, you know it was difficult to kind of get through that part. I had to spend a lot of time talking with other you know, twin moms and um, really asking for support from people who had kind of been through it before uh, to make myself feel a little bit better. And with the postpartum stuff, um, I really didn't know what to expect. You know, after having kids, I, you, you just don't know how your how your body's going to respond to that, especially when you have a tendency towards things like depression. It makes you a lot more um, likely to develop postpartum depression. So, I, I definitely got some of the baby blues. I don't know that I would say that I had a full-blown postpartum depression, but I was hypervigilant about it. Um, you know, any sign of being depressed um, kind of sent me into a, a frenzy of talking to my talk therapist and, you know, making sure I was checking off all the things that I needed to be doing um, to make sure that I, was, that I was not going to go into a full-blown postpartum depression. Yeah, that's really helpful. You know, the other thing that I think about is the big decision on whether or not to take medication during pregnancy. How did you deal with that? Well, so personally, I chose to eliminate one of the medications I was on so that I was only on one medication, and it was a relatively low dose of that medication. Um, but I was really serious about staying on that one. Um, I actually had to do some shopping around for, for an OB who was knowledgeable and supportive of that decision. Um, definitely talked to some people that were not proponents or just didn't know much about uh, being on an antidepressant while pregnant. So it was important to me to find somebody that had kind of been down that road and was going to be supportive of that decision for me. Um, it's just such a personal decision. I, you know, I know people who have gone off medications. I know people who have stayed on medications. 
Um, fortunately, pretty much everyone I know has had good outcomes, um, whichever decision they made. Um, but it's just such a touchy subject for so many people. I, I just really think it's important that whatever you decide, you really believe in that decision and stick with it. Um, as you'll find with parenting in general, everyone seems to have an opinion about everything you do and want, to, want you to be convinced of their way. So it's, it'll be one of your first trials in making the decision and sticking to it regardless of what everyone around you is saying. Yeah, that's a helpful tip as well. Um, once you decided um, that you wanted to get pregnant and with any luck actually getting pregnant, what are some of the things you found to be helpful? Well, I think there were a lot of things for me. Um, I think one of the first things I kind of made sure of was that I was going to, like, ongoing talk therapy, so that I was at least monthly meeting with my talk therapist, who I kind of already had a relationship with, um, just to make sure that I was kind of keeping in touch with how I was feeling and knew that I had a scheduled appointment if there was anything going on that I wanted to talk more about. Um, so it was just really important for me to have that that set up in advance um, so that I, I knew I had somebody to talk to who kind of was already familiar with me, already kind of knew the history, um, so I didn't have to go through that when I was already going through a difficult time. Um, I guess one of the other things I, I kind of figured out throughout time is not trying to make myself feel a way that I didn't. Um, I think there's sometimes a pressure on women to, you know, be really happy when they're pregnant or to feel really good about everything and be positive and have that baby glow. And, you know, sometimes I didn't feel that way. As much as I wanted to have a baby, as much as we, you know, really had to work hard at having a baby, there were times that I was just freaked out, you know, was, you know, why did I, why did I do this? Why did I go down this road? Um you know, there were times that I was just like, I want my body back. Um, so I think I think it was just kind of realizing that there is no one way to be pregnant, and you just kind of have to understand that, you know, you, you feel the way that you feel, and there's no point in trying to pretend or make yourself feel a way that, that you don't. Um, and then I think, you know, I kind of mentioned this before, like just not beating yourself up. Um, when, you know, when I couldn't be as active as I wanted to be, um, that was, you know, really hard. Um, and even after I had the babies, there's a lot of things that come up, um, like, you know, things like breastfeeding, things that you want to do, um, with your children, but it may or may not be possible. And I think kind of not beating yourself up over things that you don't have a lot of control over and just kind of keeping your expectations in check because I think, you know, we have these these beliefs about how it will be um, when we have the babies, and the reality is there's just no way to really know what it's going to be like until you're until you're in that situation. So try to kind of take things as it comes and don't put too much stock in any in any one thing. Um, you just have to do what's best for you and. Sometimes that feels selfish, and that was a that was a big struggle for me. Um, one of the things that we dealt with was um, breastfeeding, and the girls never latched very well, which is not unusual in um, twins and you know preemie babies. But 
you know, I think I probably could have worked to the point of getting them to breastfeed exclusively, but that meant that I had to get up, you know, every couple of hours throughout the night, either to feed them or to pump. That meant that I was basically, you know, going to be stuck at home and not able to get out um, and do things for myself for a period of time. And it felt really selfish to me to make those decisions, but I knew for my mental health, for my sanity, that's what I needed to do. So, you know, I just kind of, I'm, I made a solution that worked for us, you know, that I would that I would pump for six months um, and would supply as much breast milk as I could, but that I wasn't going to be upset about supplementing with formula. Um, and that, you know, that's just another one of those situations that, you just don't know what you're going to be up against, um, and you just kind of have to be willing to roll with the punches a little bit and be nice to yourself as you're as you're going along. Um, and then finally, I think the big thing was asking for help. Um, that's not something that I'm particularly good at most of the time. Um, and I think it, it goes, you know, everyone will say, well, you know, like if you're going to have a baby, you need to ask for help. But I think the reality there is that it's not just asking for help. A lot of people will say, oh, yeah, you know, we'll be happy to help. We'll come whenever you want. But you really need to line up that support. Like, you really need to have a plan of, like, who's coming when, what they're going to be doing um, in order to really feel supported. It's it's really not enough to just know that there are people out there that will help if you call. It's, that's great, but it's better to have um, something really set up that you can rely on day in and day out that's a lot of stuff (laughs) (laughs) no but it's incredibly helpful I've had so many conversations with clinicians about the medical aspects of the decision um, but your perspective on some of the things that happen um, when you're not meeting with those clinicians that are not necessarily medically based are incredibly helpful and important Ingrid, I really appreciate and want to thank you for sharing with us today about this very personal and challenging decision. Not a problem. It was definitely uh, definitely a very hard decision for me to make. It took a long time to to get to that, and it's you know it's really important to me that other people hear from those of us who who have gone through this and have come out on the other side. That you know, I definitely feel like it's been worth every every step of the way to to have my girls. But I also think it's important for people to know that, you know, it's their decision. Like having kids is is completely up to you. And I don't think people need to be feeling pressured into it. Um, And, you know, I I think you just really have to be true to yourself and know what's, what's best for you. Wonderful. Thank you. And thank you to our listeners. We hope you'll join us again soon for another DBSA Young Adult Council podcast. Be well.